In a world full of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, or LLS, will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or on your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. Take it from my hands. I, I I have nothing of value to add. I'm, you know, well, can we cut that? that? Can that be the new intro of the show? Just <laughs> saying, I have no. nothing of value to add. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, jersey. Apparently, the NFL hates fun. I just, you know, I knew, I knew, I knew that in my heart, in my soul. I knew the NFL hated fun, but now we've learned it as a verifiable fact. And I'm bummed, guys. Uh, it's time's ours. I'm, Josh, I'm the very sad Joshua Briscoe, the soon-to-be, um, I would say, slightly less sad uh, Seth Kaiser and uh, the, I can only imagine, completely devastated Nate Taylor. Of, of course I'm talking about the fact that the onside kick replacement rule, the 4th and 15, it's not happening. And Nate, I'm not going to – look, I, I was pretty tight with a whole bunch of NFL owners. I'm not texting them back anymore. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that Zoom call, I you know, we'll never really know how contentious it was, but um, Clark Hunt must just be in a corner somewhere on the screen being just like, uh, uh, okay, okay, I see how it goes. So you're telling me that both teams can't get the ball – uh, in an overtime playoff game, <laughs> and we can't go forward on fourth and fifteen. Wow, these guys really are afraid of us. Um, They're yeah, scared. so They're scared. Andy Reid last week sort of alluded to the idea that like he wasn't even sure it was going to get passed, even though the NFL Network sort of reported um, last week that the 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 idea was gaining traction, that it was gaining momentum amongst ownership. And owners, as I said before, tend to be offensive-minded because, you know, hello, um, people like seeing points being put on the scoreboard. Uh, But, yeah, um, enough, I guess, traditional heads prevailed in saying that let's make the onside kick as conventional and as difficult as possible. Let's not add any more fun to this. Um, Who doesn't want to see Baker Mayfield scrambling for his life on 4th and 15 uh, to try to maintain possession for the Cleveland Browns in a mid-December game that will keep their playoff hopes alive or not? Who doesn't want to see that? Um, So, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but this is where we are. Um, The Chiefs will not get an additional advantage because, as we all know, Patrick Mahomes on 3rd and 15s are strikingly good Um, Mm -hmm. in a 4th and 15 scenario to maintain possession. Um, was really going to be intriguing if that had passed, but it doesn't. We are all bummed. Uh, the league used to be known as the No Fun League, and this is just a nice little sliver added onto the menu um, that you can obviously reference back. But, you know, for, for I'm sure Seth is concerned, the Chiefs 
were never going to need a fourth and 15 play to keep their perfect season alive next year because they were just going <laughs> to line up and crush people um, with an improved Patrick Mahomes because, as we've mentioned in various ways before, um, Patrick Mahomes has not reached his apex, and you know maybe he could have got there a little quicker had he had this rule in place. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty simple guy, guys. I like sunsets. I like dogs. I like ice cream. You know what else I like? I feel like I'm doing a read here, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, this is... You know what else I, I like? I, I like hydrant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like right. hydrant. Oh, Delicious. man. My, my wife's tried the hydrant. We had some no, sent to us. You got Seth, you have to save that for later in the podcast. We'll get there. Okay. I will save that for later in the podcast. No free clout. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I like simple things. And one of the things that I like, and uh, you know, this we're gonna go back. We've we've, we've answered some basketball questions on this podcast because that was a sport I played by far the most of. And mm-hmm. and Nate, I mean, he of the sweet shot that we all know. And you know, Josh, I have no idea what your basketball background is. I can't even remember at this point. But anyway, I played in a summer rec league, and we lost. I think I think we were zero and eight. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't even my anyway, fault, believe it or not. But I certainly are... wasn't elevating us. <laughs> <laughs> I so, didn't save us. <laughs> so you can't carry a team. We know that about no, Josh in terms true. of his hoops um, or podcast. He, or <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> the thing that I love is a simple game of make it take it when yeah. you know you're be- when you know you're better than the other guy. <laughs> Nothing is funnier because you know you're usually probably doing ones, maybe ones and twos if you're feeling fancy, uh, to eleven. And very few things are more funny than it's like nine nothing, and you just got the ball back the ball. again, <laughs> and you just see it in his eyes. He knows, you know, it's over. This is happening. You're getting skunked and embarrassed. Like you said, you're not gonna touch. You see this ball. You, the only time you're going to touch this ball is when I check it to you. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to. I'm. I'm barely going to check it to you. I'm going to roll yeah. the ball your direction, and you nice, can't do nice anything about pass. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it. Because it's nine nothing. All I wanted was to see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes go up like 35 nothing on a team before they even touch the ball and i know they they impose these sissy limits on it and all this i just that's all i wanted guys and they took it from me because you can't convince me if they made that the rule you cannot convince me the chiefs wouldn't at some point go up 35 nothing on a team well actually 28 nothing because you can only do it twice but how what I said it would have been so good. I was saying out of your way. Oh, oh, I, yeah, you you were being supportive. I I, I I I couldn't even hear you. I don't know what my deal is. I'm old, yeah. and so yeah, I, that's all. <laughs> I heard that. So that's all I wanted. And, and here's here's an interesting thing that I was thinking about. You know, fourth and fifteen on your own twenty-five. Uh, for me, it would be tough to argue that the Chiefs shouldn't do it more often than not, right? At least as long as games are close, or I just that would be tough for me until they get a couple touchdown lead. I was trying to think what it would have to be for me to not think that way, and I think fourth and twenty would do it. But for some reason, fourth and fifteen does not scare me at all. 
Well, since, first of all, thank you for your take, Bill Winnington, um, as long as we're doing, you know, I can't carry a team, I, you know, what does that make you? Um, if we're, as long as we're doing that, this is, I actually wanted to have this larger conversation with you both, so I feel like we're right there, although I'm afraid Seth just checked out because I called him Bill Winnington, but that's okay. That's all right. This, is, this might just be you. Might, said you said it about me, yourself. Why are you mad at me? Because uh, because I'm only comfortable being self-deprecating if I know I can bring you down with me. Oh, that's fair. Actually, yeah, yeah I mean, it's the right answer. So you you put that out, Seth, and this is something that I've actually been trying to. I've been kicking this around for the last the last couple of days, really even the last week or so, kind of talking about this rule in general. And we can play that hypothetical game, or we can play a very similar version of it that that takes place fully in the real world. The Chiefs aren't going to have a chance to create a new possession by going for on 4th and 15 after scoring, but they can do literally exactly the same thing just in the midst of a normal drive. You know, we're talking about 4th and 15 on your own 25 is like what would have been this cheat code for the Chiefs. So shouldn't they be going for it on on 4th and 9 from midfield? You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to, and frankly, it's actually even uh, more than that. I pulled up the New York Times 4th uh, down bot, which I really enjoy, and is not made for the Chiefs. This is made for like your average situations. If you Google it, it's an article that that this bot's been up for six years now, but it's still really interesting, even as elements of the rules have changed and whatnot. But if we're going to talk about this fourth and 15, this this non-opportunity from your own 25 as something the Chiefs should do more often, shouldn't they be going for it on fourth and whatever from way farther back than you would previously be inclined to go for it? Either one of you can I, take that. It's kind of up I to think, you. I'm kind of just rolling the yeah, ball out here I on think, this one. Well, I was, I was, I was taking in your inquisitive theory and thinking that, that's fair. Most incredible questions require a little time to yeah. you know, do the math, and it was an shattering question. I was thinking if the Chiefs get to the forty, like, and this is sort of yeah. with the idea that everybody is healthy. Um, you got you know your entire offensive line intact. Mahomes um, is healthy. Like he has his ability to be mobile. Um, along with the arm, like if his collection of receivers are good, and if you know Clyde Edwards Alaire, Damian Williams are on the team, like if everything's basically what it was in the Super Bowl, like I I wouldn't be opposed to see them go for it on fourth down once they cross their own forty yard line with sixty percent mm-hmm. of the field left available to them. Given what we know, what the offense is capable of when they are fully healthy, um, it makes sense to say, hey. 40 yards is about – I mean, it's it's close to midfield. I mean, what's a punt going to necessarily do? It may help your defense slightly from a territory standpoint, but in terms of the capability to take an additional down to get 10 or more yards, um, yeah, the odds are sort of in their favor depending on the majority of the opponents they would face. Um, even two years ago when they were you know, trying to make – you know, trying to break a playoff curse at home, I pretty much argue that the Chiefs should never punt against the Indianapolis Colts. Right. <laughs> and the offense has been better since. Because, like, McCool Harvin's on the team now. And, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be on the team. And you still have Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Damian Williams, and Tyreek Hill. Like, they should probably go for it to the degree that even the Baltimore Ravens did a year ago. Now, some of that was fourth yardage situations in the understanding that, like, they were using Lamar Jackson 
as a dual threat truly versus like what the Chiefs have done with Patrick Mahomes where he mostly scrambles to extend plays versus running to get the the yardage but I think the Chiefs should go on fourth down just as much as the Ravens did a year ago and just see how the results play for the first half of the year because you may still be scoring upwards of 35 to 40 points per game. And I'm not really saying this to sell it to either of you guys because, Seth, and I want to hear what you think about it. I know We've talked about this before, but I do think for for anyone listening that was excited about 4th and 15 and then got bummed, be excited about this now also because, yeah, I mean, you can use, again, I I think the the New York Times 4th down bot is a fun starting point where like they would say just mathematically for anybody fourth and five from the 50 you should go for it fourth and four from the 45 you should go for it that kind of thing from from your uh your own 45 whatever the the chiefs would have absolute logical reasoning behind going for it any like i know this is vague but anytime they think they could get it like any in any situation where you would just say, yeah, no, I think we can get four yards right now. We're on our own 30, but we can get four yards. We have this incredible offense with all these weapons. We're going to have something that is going to succeed, whatever, 80% of the time. That's as big of a game-breaking weapon. That offense with that willingness is as big of a game-breaking weapon as being able to play make-it-take-it would be because it would feel a lot more like that. Um, and then the Chiefs wouldn't even have to roster any of their punters. I think you still you're always going to have to roster a punter. I was that I part mean, was I was it, being a bit facetious. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was being I was what being a this? smidge facetious. I can't believe that was the first thing you responded to. <laughs> That's the last thing you said, so That's I kind fair. of tuned back in. That's um, good. Yep. Good. Love that. <laughs> love. I love that I, occasional reminder that Seth is only listening for the four seconds before, somehow, and after I say his name. I, I, I forget. I have to say that, Seth. Man, you and my wife should have a conversation about this because she's learned that I can rewind <laughs> the last ten seconds of what anyone says, yeah. even if I wasn't even sort of paying attention. Yeah. And she's figured this out, and it gets me in trouble a lot. That's why I have to ask you, like, 15 and 20 second long questions, just so I can get you. (laughs) Just so you make sure I'm tuned in the whole time? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, None of this DVR garbage. There's there's definitely a good point to that. They they should be going for it. We talked about this last year, and I get Reed is going to be a little more conservative in certain ways, and I guess I get it. I don't think it's as easy as the numbers play it out to be in the aggregate. But I do think that the Chiefs specifically have a much better chance at converting a first down in four shots than any other team in the league. Like any other team in the league. And and I don't even know how close it is. And that's the thing, just on a side note for people that are resistant to the idea, you got to remember that that altering that fourth down play call and going in knowing you're altering it, that alters your play calling on first, second, and third down too. It allows you to where, you know, a three-yard gain on first down isn't necessarily a loss because, man, you do that three more times and you got a first down. Like, (laughs) it, 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 it changes things. I don't know why I did like a Nate impression there. That got weird, but <laughs> I, I just, so they definitely should be utilizing what they have. And I think they seem to be continually doubling down on offense, like over and over and over. And I hope they keep doing it because I think they're going to continue to push the envelope as to what's possible. And I think last year, 
I don't think we totally saw exactly what Andy Reid and company had in mind because of the early injuries. Mm-hmm. I think we're still going to see them continue to push the envelope, both with throwing the ball and eventually with going for it more and more. Because you know Andy Reid's looking for every edge he can find. Yeah. And I like, I mean, it's like, you know, with the idea of them, I mean, not even the idea, with the the facts of them continuing to double down from a personnel standpoint, I, I just hope that gets matched with, not I was I almost said ingenuity or whatever, and that's like almost an offensively phrased term for Andy Reid because that's not actually a concern of mine for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but aggressiveness, I guess. And because we, we even we even saw that in the Super Bowl like a couple of times, it was like, oh, Andy Reid's going for it here. But I don't want to be surprised by that in the future, and I I hope it ends up happening a, a bit more aggressively because, like you said, it you you can't use all of that field metaphorically of four plays for 10 yards and all of this all this imagination that you can put behind an offense that that you expect to have four chances and if you have uh you know two incomplete passes and then a failed uh you know draw play or whatever and now it's fourth and 12 then maybe you do punt it although we were all just excited about fourth and 15 like two days ago anyway um, Nate, you, I know you you had looked and you wrote about that a little bit, and and we heard Andy, you mentioned Andy Reid talking about it, and Andy Reid even said that he had um, mixed feelings about it and everything. <coughs> do you do, did you have anything else from from that that you felt like would be worthwhile for the conversation as a whole? Yeah, I mean, aside from the fourth and fifteen discussion that was tabled, and I don't know if it'll be brought up next year because um, the little secret in the NFL is once a once a proposal's been tabled it essentially means like it's never coming back or it's gotta be (laughs) it's gotta be modified like almost completely to be put back on like the table that really isn't a table it's more it's tabled at a bill's tailgate is what's happening yeah it's it's that kind of tabled exactly sir so um the only thing that really matters i think to the chiefs based on the new rules that were uh, voted on and approved today is that because the Chiefs had so many injuries last season, the NFL, understanding that teams are trying to be competitive, especially in January and February, as more attrition occurs, have now expanded the limit of players you can bring back to the 53-man roster. So as of a year ago, you could only bring two players back. And last year, that ended up being, I believe, uh, Xavier Williams. And they did not put Patrick Mahomes on the injured reserve because of this because they had too many injuries to begin with. So now you can have three guys who are injured, say, in September and October, who are going to be off for at least four to six weeks, and you could hope to bring them back uh, in December or January to the active roster and your 53. So, um, and, and really the roster has now gone to 55, I believe, based on the new CBA. Um, but you still have to have some sort of understanding of, who are going to be the active guys on Sunday, which I think they're still going to sort of figure out as we get closer to hopefully a, a full NFL season. But that's the biggest news today, I think, from the the three to four things that were proposed and um, sort of voted on to approve. So if Tyreek Hill has another clavicle injury, um, he doesn't necessarily have to stay on the roster for an entire month, even though he's not going to play. Uh, he can be put on injured reserve, and he can be brought back later. You can now do that with three players. So if you're a championship-caliber team like the Chiefs, you get another guy back if you have three players 
uh, who suffer some sort of a major injury, but not season-ending injury, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I honestly, like, I can't come up with an argument for why rosters shouldn't keep expanding and that rule shouldn't keep expanding. Because if you have five dudes that are significantly hurt for a six-week span or whatever, I don't, I don't care that you if you carry them on your active roster or not, like it seems, it seems a bit silly, especially if you end up going to a 17th game and all of that. So yeah. Um, Seth, did any of that move the needle for you? Or do you want to move on to pa- talking about Patrick Mahomes? Cause we can just skip the Patrick Mahomes. You have a button. You have like an ad <laughs> on YouTube. You can just hit skip to Patrick Mahomes if you want. Ooh, you know what? If they figured out a way to add that to this podcast, I guarantee you people would utilize it. <laughs> Like, skip to Patrick Mahomes. Skip to the mid-roll ad read. Skip to <laughs> anything about, Not past you know. It, but to it. It's, we're yeah, very unique it. in that because, way. Let's be yes, honest. It. It's what we become best known for. That's skip true. to Josh picking a fight with Hall of Famers. Skip to Nate yeah. doing impressions. Just yeah. that, that, People would use that. But yes, right. let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. Okay, let's do it. Uh, you, you've had this, this. I mean, honestly, terrible. I feel bad for you, Seth. You've had this terrible, terrible task of writing about Patrick Mahomes <laughs> twice in the last week or so. Uh, back-to-back stories about Patrick Mahomes. If, I don't know if you want to just pause the podcast and just talk about if you're okay or not. Because you've, you've made him the topic now two weeks in a row. And it, it's it. previously we talked about how he has improved. And now you're kind of taking a, a little bit of a 180 looking down the road a little bit to areas he still can improve. Um, there, there are a couple of things in here that I will, I'm sure, have follow-up questions about to dig in on. But why don't you go ahead and lay it out a little bit for everybody. As Maybe you can go next. read the article, of course, at theathletic.com, theathletic.com slash timezars for 40% off your first year. Maybe I could do next week be like in ways I think he will improve. Like, see how long I can <laughs> right. drag this out. Right. <laughs> um, look, writing about Patrick Mahomes has been I, when I started doing this as anything resembling a job. You know, who the Chiefs' quarterback was there, Josh. I think say, it was Matt say his Castle. name. Say his name. It was, it was Matt the man. The myth, the legend, Matthew, don't know his middle name, Castle. It was, Some hold people on, called one Mississippi, two Mississippi. The whole, Matthew the whole Brennan incident. Castle. Ooh. Really? Brennan. Yeah. Didn't know that. And, this, wow. and, this, and was this, and Seth, was this the post-2010 year, which was the one... Um, I started I started writing in 2010 and the, you want to know why I'm so obsessed with banning statistics I was one of the oh man man uh, I'm about to just lose all credibility it's an but you know what episode. go ahead it's not it was, it was 10 years ago I was doing a lot of weird things 10 years ago huh um, well hold on nope nope we're moving past it let's unpack that <laughs> Uh, ten, no, you know what? Holy smokes, 10 years ago, I was 25 and been married for three years. Dude, I'm getting old. Like, it's no longer yeah. like, oh, I ten, remember 10 years ago when I was young. Now it's like, nah, I was already married with a couple kids. So, 10 years ago, Anywho. 10 years ago, for comparison, 10 years ago, I was in diapers. Now I was 15, but, you know, it's, it's all depending 15. on how you look at it. <laughs> Everybody develops oh, in their man. own way. It's okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Five years ago, I was still in diapers. I don't like to talk about that as much, but. Yeah, what? I mean, look, everyone does. Whatever. It happens. However you get however you handle that particular form of business is your business. Um <laughs> So, I mean, I convinced myself in 2010 
based on you know, what was it like 27 and 7 or something like that a touchdown to interception ratio you are correct i'm on largely I'm on, based i'm on the 2010 statistics right now pro football reference the, you know he made the pro bowl that year he made the pro bowl he's got an I asterisk by the season oh, i convinced myself that that matt castle was the answer based on that. And it took me a couple of years to... I, I knew he wasn't, but I didn't want to know. You know what I mean? I couldn't figure out why what I was seeing on the field did not at all match up with Pro Bowl quarterback. And I'm sure Matt's a lovely person, so I'm not meaning to dog him here, but he is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, he is technically. <laughs> but the the level of play. And so that that was like the beginning because like, I was so wrong on him. I was like, man, how could how could he put up such good numbers? And then you, you start looking at garbage time statistics. You start looking at statistics when like Dwayne Bowe, who, by the way, I will harbor no Dwayne Bowe slander. Absolutely. That dude, this is a Dwayne Bowe space. base. He was a beast in 2010. Go back and watch. Yeah, that dude was a beast in 2010. Incredible. 15 touchdowns, anyway. by the way. 15. Mm. Yeah. 15? Mm. Holy you know his team he was on? This guy's. This guy. We're oh. Dwayne. Yeah, absolutely yeah, loving fi- it. Loving the Dwayne Bowe. 15 Bo of Matt Castle's 27 touchdowns in 2010 were <laughs> by way of Dwayne Bowe. Unbelievable. Which God. right there should be he, your first warning sign. He led he led Matt Castle to a Pro Bowl, and he led my fantasy team somewhere over Dwayne Bow to the fantasy uh, football championship. Nice. It was a big year for me. Oh, it was it was a big year for him. But anyway, so the, that's a long road to a short thought. That's why I'm so obsessed with contextualizing everything with quarterback play now because I I never want to be that wrong again. And and using the system I I use now and that's been developed over years and years and years and trial and error and all this stuff. Every year I add something new because I'm trying to answer you know one more question right. You know, well, what's the difference between an accurate throw and a really accurate throw? You know, the, these are the things mm-hmm. that I spend my time pondering. It's right. sad in a lot of ways. <laughs> all that time spent developing systems and all this is so I could write about Patrick Mahomes. And it's great. Now, could I have said that in 15 seconds? Yes, <laughs> I could have. Do I remember what we were talking about? No. But you're a writer, Seth. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 take long roads to short thoughts. We do podcasts don't have editors in that sense. I mean, we look could could that be our strategy going forward? Is like here's forty five seconds of Seth just rambling. Could we could we snip that out? Sure, but then the podcast is four minutes long. (laughs) So Patrick Mahomes is good. There, you're welcome. And and let's not forget the little detail. That came out of today's, uh, you know, that we're recording this. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this on Thursday night. Earlier today, <gasps> in the Athletics app, um, we published a story from Seth Kaiser explaining in good details things that Patrick Mahomes can improve on. I am not going to tell you those right now because I'm encouraging you to click on the link and read it. But we do know. Somebody who is close to Patrick Mahomes did read this story and read it to the point of intriguing himself to go on Twitter.com, locate Mr. Kaiser, and then give his own thoughts. And I am now going to hand the baton to one Seth Kaiser to explain himself um, into what he has encouraged uh, Chiefs fans, either good or bad, based on the results of this head article. 
Um, so yeah, I wrote about how uh, Mahomes can improve after writing about how he did improve in 2019. And it's hard to believe that he can improve because he, he's the best quarterback in the league. Anyone who argues is just being ridiculous. But he there he he's an elite quarterback, but that doesn't mean he's elite at literally everything, right? Like we, we follow that. Like even the best players in the league, they have things that they're not elite at. And so I, if you go through Patrick Mahomes' game, there's nothing he's bad at, but there are areas where he's merely good, which is just the most ridiculous nitpicky crap of all time. But that's my job, so that's what I did. I looked at some of the things that he's just good at. I'm sorry, I'm just pointing out, just in case anyone is rolling their eyes. Uh, your article about Patrick Mahomes' glaring flaws uh, already <laughs> exists. Just type, just go ahead and Google Seth Kaiser Patrick Mahomes glaring flaws. Oop, yeah. Google, whoa, Google just shut down. Google just said it doesn't <laughs> exist. We have to do some soul searching. Google, guys, Google just gave up because it doesn't yeah. exist. It's gone. Wow, what what's that world gonna look like? Um, I don't know. My phone just blew up in my hands. I don't. I just <laughs> smoldering. Now it's literally a so, black mirror. I don't know. So I, I just wanted to go over ways that he could improve because there there are ways he could improve. Um, in particular, just to give one example, because I would love for you to go read it, as Nate so aptly pointed out, it's there on theathletic.com. Check it out. So Take a read. Forty percent off your first year. Um, but like one example, and this is not the biggest example. The biggest thing that he is the the closest to average at. There's nothing he's even average at. Um, involved uh, footwork within the pocket and eye level, and there's like a thousand words on that. But on a side note. One of the things he can improve on is he occasionally does a little bit too much. An example, the interception they bounced off of Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl. There was actually a great in the, the turning point episode that got done on it. Mahomes was saying to Reed, I've got to trust Ty to catch that. He's a tough guy. I got to catch him. Uh, I, I got to give it. To, I got to uh, trust him to catch that. Or maybe he said it in an interview afterward. I can't remember. I got to trust him to catch that. I tried to put it behind him because I saw there was a safety over the middle. Sometimes Mahomes tries to do a little too much to help everyone around him succeed, and it results in a little bit of a misfire, a harder pass to catch. Hill doesn't haul it in. Interception. So that's one thing, trying to do a little too much. Maybe making a throw on second down that's, you know, a little more risky than it needs to be. Stuff like that. So anyway, so I write this article. Felt pretty good about it. And I I was replied by a Mr. Oh, man, I'm going to butcher his last name here. I'm going to feel bad. You want me to take it over? Take it Um, over from here? No, no, I would no, love Nate, for you to no, take it over. I don't. Nate, you better. <laughs> Nate, don't you dare. Sorry, Seth. You can correct Seth afterwards. <laughs> okay. Go, go for it. And and in the in the two one uh, pitch. A, I, I was replied to. <laughs> I was replied to by Mr. Bobby Stroop. Ah, not bad, not bad. Stroop fouled, fouled it off. Fouled it off? Yeah, yeah that's that's fouled a that's, that's a straight foul back. Thank you. To... <laughs> oh, she goes by Robert. <laughs> How is it pronounced? Stroop. Oh shit! For the jeez. Stroop. Ah oh, man, that would have been like my sixth guess. Anyway, the coach, <laughs> founder, president of Team APEC, and he he. This is what he replied. Yeah, we haven't arrived. He's not content, and we have a lot more on our list to improve than you do. And I thought to myself, that's an interesting way of saying it. And so... Oh, what's that? Someone else in the show's in a slight little Twitter beef? Hmm, Seth, how's it feel? Oh, oh my goodness. So... How many rings does he have? And so I just replied... 
Huh? I asked how many rings Bobby has. Did he get oh one? Yeah. Is he third yeah, the way to Aikman also? So, I th- I I, think so. I, the, name, the name rang a bell with me, and I was like, Apec. Where have I heard this before? And so I text a friend of mine who and I was like, hey, is, is this Patrick Mahomes trainer? And the reply was like, yeah, dude, since he was like 13. I was like, oh, okay. And so I just said, hey, the greats never are. And I look forward to watching. And now we're best friends, Joshua. So Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> Seth, Seth, I mean, just with all of the resistance of a, of a microwave stick of butter, Seth on Twitter. Now all of a sudden, Seth puts his teeth, he takes his teeth out and puts them in a little bag. Whenever it's Patrick Mahomes' trainer wanting to have a conversation with him on Twitter. Thanks, Seth. Well, um, now, now to provide some... He didn't some... throw any straw men at me there, Josh. <laughs> oh, good. Love that. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. Also, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's nice It's nice to know that you do pretend to not be sensitive with others. It's You know, it's nice to know that eventually that comes out. Um, Nate, why don't you talk before this podcast gets dissolved? Yeah, a quick background on Bobby Stroop, who, like Seth has mentioned, has been Patrick Mahomes' longtime trainer. Um really the first guy to identify that Patrick was different and was completely okay with it and has accentuated um, the unconventional playing style that is not textbook, like the exact opposite. So uh, I would encourage people actually to go to Bobby's uh, Twitter account. Um, His pinned tweet is actually a video montage, and I think it's done really well because I've written about this occasionally, but Patrick has always told me that every year they try to do something new that is unconventional to the quarterback position, which means throwing from different platforms, arm angles, twisting one's body. Um, I believe Patrick told me um, during last season that Bobby and him had specifically worked on him jumping into the air before passing a football, which we all know is the result of him jumping against the Tennessee Titans, by the way, in the first game back from dislocating his right knee and throwing a dart to McCole Hartman that uh, eventually led to a touchdown. So every year they do something a little different. And Bobby's a fascinating character in this whole, you know, you know, world that is Chiefs football. Um, he obviously works in coordination with uh, with the Chiefs training staff. And there, the video on Bobby's Twitter account just sort of shows here are the techniques that we've done. Here's the footage of him doing it in the Chiefs uniform. And it's really well put together and kind of gives you an idea of Whatever you think Patrick Mahomes has done, it's going to look slightly different in the next iteration of 2020 just because I already know what some of the things that they're doing because, you know, I've talked to Bobby to some degree. Um, And it's been fascinating to see how he sort of continued to push the limits of the quarterback position um, so a lot of that is attributed to Bobby. Patrick obviously trusts him enough that much of his workout schedule is dedicated to Bobby before the team ever gets back to being in part of its offseason program. And then when mandatory minicamp is done, Patrick is usually taking a week off, maybe 10 days or so. And then he starts to work with Bobby again to build up sort of his arm strength before training camp occurs. Because when you throw the football in training camp, guess what, kids? You throw it like 200 times a day. And so you, you should have a strong arm. Um, and we already know Patrick's arm strength is rare in and of itself to begin with. So um, Bobby's a, a, a very fun character. I'm glad he reads The Athletic. I give him a lovely applause for his reply to um, – to Seth because it gave us a nice 10 minutes on our podcast. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> well, and not just a nice 10 minutes on our podcast. 
I love that this is the attitude. And people say this, but man, is there anyone who has a right to coast just a little like Patrick Mahomes? Well, like, I mean, he's only at the greatest start yeah. of an NFL career at the quarterback position, Seth. It would be so it would be so easy to be like, if I'm exactly as good as I am right now for the rest of my career, I very likely could go down as considered the greatest quarterback in history. Like it, you, that would be so easy. Be like, man, I just need to stay as good as I am. Instead, it's like, nah, I got to get better. And it's like, yes, that kind of, and I'm going to call it this in the most complimentary way. Psychosis is exactly what you need to be the goat. And he's going to, I'm calling it here. Guys, when we are doing this podcast 15 years from now. Oh, no. None of our careers have advanced very far. We're still doing this podcast. <laughs> we're doing, and, no, we're doing this. We're doing this podcast, but it's it just the 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 whole show is ad reads, and it's just <laughs> fountains of money. Fountains yeah, of money. Nice. You know, I you know what I could get behind that idea. You just know that I called it today, May twenty eighth. Yes, we're recording a day earlier. It's seven forty eight p.m. Central Time. Patrick Mahomes will go down as the best quarterback to ever play the game of football. Wow, so bold, Seth. So bold. Because of what Bobby Stroop said, my friend Bobby Stroop. <laughs> my buddy. That was it. That's what made, that's what crossed you over the line. It wasn't it wasn't Yeah, before it, that I night. was back and forth on him Yeah, honestly. you really seem pretty iffy on him. All right, I'm over it. <laughs> this conversation's over. I have that kind of power. Hey guys. Hey guys, I want you to do something. And I'm not just talking to you, Nate and Seth, my good friends. But I'm talking to everybody who is currently hearing this. I want you to do something right now. I want you to take take your hands, okay, and like point to the sky, right? Like uh, like Sammy Sosa just hit a home run. All right, you point to the sky. Are you with me here? Yes. I want you to I want you to then take your 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 pointer fingers there and kind of tuck them inside the collar of your shirt. I want you to stick your nose down in there and take a big sniff for me. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do that. Go ahead and do that. The sound effects of this should be... Yep, everyone go ahead and give the ASMR. Right up in there. How did, how'd it smell, guys? How are you feeling about yourself? You feeling good? <sighs> you, 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 smell like, you smell like a stay-at-home order right now? Be honest. Well, I, I'm still alive, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, if I could, can I get a 1 to 10? Like, uh, 1 to 10 on how you're smelling right now. I'm a neutral 5 at the moment. I took a shower you today. I didn't do anything special. I actually showered today, so I'm pretty impressed with myself. I, but I, I have this feeling that I'm at that point where I think I smell fine, but my wife would be like, hey, why don't you throw on a little deodorant or something in her Can way? I get a number? Can I get a number from both of you? I need a number one to ten. Let's get, is, is higher bad or good? Good. You want, you want to smell like a ten. I'm telling you, I took a shower today. I haven't done anything to make myself sweat, but I'm saying I'm a neutral five. I don't smell like anything I'm, great. You know, it's just fine. I'm, I'm going to go with a holy seven. Mm, Nate? Wow, can't believe I'm I'm at the bottom of the standings. I'm I'm a four, honestly, and I have yet to shower today. I usually am a night shower, but oh, really? yeah, I've chased I've chased my kid around and um yeah. All right, well here's what I'm telling you. But everybody, everybody listening, take your number, drop it down by three or four points, because this is your life before Hawthorne. This is where everything changes. You want an instant boost, you want your own personal trainer of smelling good? Don't worry, that makes it sound like work, and it's it's not. 
smelling good matters. And it's not just I'm I'm all about the smells. It's not just about you feeling good about yourself. You want to do that. But also, you go, oh, you know, I bet nobody can smell it. Hey, Nate, I hate to tell you this. We're just doing a podcast, like, miles apart. I knew. I could tell. I knew what you mm. smelled like. And I didn't want to say anything until this point. Because now Hawthorne is here to solve all of these issues for all of you. There's also a system. So, have you explained what Hawthorne is yet? Yeah, let me tell you how, to, how this works, okay? You can take a quick... Two-minute quiz. We're taking BuzzFeed quizzes. We're, we're all staying at home for at least longer than we usually are. We're taking BuzzFeed quizzes. Hey, what Disney princess are you? Ariel, first of all. And second of all, why don't I do that in a way that makes me smell better? So you can take a, a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne will tell you the two colognes that are best for you, one for work and one for play. It's totally risk-free with free shipping and free returns. Let them help you smell better. This entire show, at its core, it's about two things. It's about Patrick Mahomes. It's about telling you how to handle your business. And this is a new type of business you need to be handling because we can all smell. That's for everybody. A lot of a lot of the things we've talked about as far as business handling goes, that's for that's for, you know, a smaller group of people. Then the specific number, that's not that's between you and God, you know? But and all of those people, I suppose. This is for everybody. You're sitting close together whenever we can have uh, space between people again. I can smell you from 6 feet away. You may think, "Oh, I'm safe." You're not. So go to hawthorne.com. Co. Check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and dot C-O, not com. Hawthorne.co. And use our promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use our promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. You're, you're basically doing a personality quiz for smells. And then you get the smells to put on your body. I don't know what you're waiting for here. Hawthorne.co. Do you guys work up a... Go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, So, to continue to advance our course of, you know, taking care of one's business, Mm -hmm. consider this like a pre-snap read. You know... Oh, my God. That's such a good analogy. Holy bleep. Before before you... You know, you come... Obviously, we want to. We have a mission. We have a task at hand. We know where the end zone is. In order to mm-hmm. get there, we got to line up correctly. We got to see what our uh, our you know got to see what our options are. And then, like any smart quarterback would, trying to handle one's business, you gotta you gotta you gotta check what is the yep. pre stat we're looking for. Does the formation Absolutely. need to change? Do we understand that personnel's in the right place? Mm-hmm. Actually, we may see a one on one matchup that may get us closer to said end zone, closer oh, to handling man. our business. Oh boy. Um, if you use this product and that encourages the ability to play in space, then you may <laughs> sir, be handling one's business anytime soon. I'm assuming that we can also uh, share this information with anyone who listens to this podcast. Anyone who was listening already should have known that this was coming. This is part of our Zoom you know, WebEx chats on handling one's business. It's like yeah. we're installing a new concept into the playbook, okay? We've, yep, that's we've, right. got, we've got ourselves groomed. Um, we've got ourselves the medication we need. We just need to make the pre-snap reads to make sure that we can maximize our opportunities to get in the end zone to, of course, handle our business. I think we should delete everything I said until you started talking because that analogy was so good. That had layers to it. That was like you had storyboarded that. Well, you know, sometimes the way you eloquently 
give the company the money of which they have they have they have given to us to to express the abilities of the product you know sometimes i can you know it just it just comes together perfectly and look we're Beautiful. we're trying to find the best way to make sure 2020 when we get back on that field is is the is to the best of our abilities i mean i yeah. i know what our job is and everybody knows their role and that's why seth is obviously taking notes right now as we are expressing yep. Um, this new game player, this, this this playmaker that is now in the handle our business playbook. And look, you talk about pre snap reads. You 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 don't want you don't want to find yourself. You you you're putting up points. You are lighting up the scoreboard. You can't have the fourth and fifteen to keep the ball. I get it, but you don't want to find yourself then slacking and and then getting behind in next week's playbook. This is not a new install. Uh, but this is one that we've we've got to make sure you've got this concept down. Yep. You guys want to ask me? Uh, ask me. Hey, Nate. Ask me what I've what I've uh, had to drink during this episode of uh, podcasting today. Yeah. N- now that we know that Hawthorne has got us in the right pre snap read, when we yeah. when we handle our business and we come off the field before you know the next series, what are you drinking? What 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 gets you back to to being at your maximum? Well, while we've been doing this show, I haven't drank. A darn thing, but I got a little bit of something left in a cup from what I was what I was sipping on pre-podcast, and that's hydrant, baby. We've been through this install, you know it already, but we're gonna make sure you run through this play again because I got I got the little grapefruit one in my cup oh. right now. I don't I don't oh. know if I can make a sound while I'm drinking. Hold on, let's see if I can let's see if I can make a sound while I drink this. Hold on, everybody, this is this is real proof. I'm talking into a cup now. I feel refreshed. 75% of people are walking around every day chronically dehydrated. Do you like that? Are you doing that on purpose? I'm guessing that you're not, and you're trying to stay in the right headspace while handling your business. And Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you can mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. I love, I started with grapefruit. This is the first one I've had. I cracked it open before the podcast today, and I'm a big grapefruit guy. It's very light. It's, it's, it's the hint of flavor. You can also, by the way, do more or less water. It says it on the, on the packet. You want a lighter flavor? You want a more, you want, you want more of a jolt of flavor? That's up to you. That's in your hands. Cause we trust you to make the play whenever the ball's in your hand, but you gotta be in the right spot first. You gotta get in the right spot and you can't make these plays without being in the right position. So Hydrant is going to help get you there. It's backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan. You can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. I got the variety pack in my pantry right now, but I'm, I've not tried the other flavors yet. I will report back next time. It starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, and you can save even more with a monthly subscription. That's the end of the read. That's all you can save. Just kidding. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash time. That's drinkhydrant.com slash time. For 25% off your first order, drinkhydrant.com slash time. We have I, put you, we have given you the playbook. What are you waiting for? Yeah, I mean, look, when the when when we are allowed to be back on the field, when the when the field opens up, as they say, uh yep. after all the social distancing. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, why not? I I myself love the blood orange flavor, but grapefruit. I is almost a, went is there a, first. Is a great choice. It's a great choice. <sighs> have we have we lost Seth forever? Seth, are you here? <laughs> you know how Carrie Underwood said, "Jesus, take the wheel." Yeah. <laughs> 
when it comes to our ad rules, generally speaking, I am letting Josh and Nate take the wheel because yeah. I can't do this on my own. So take it from <laughs> my hands. I, I I have nothing of value to add. I'm, you know, Ooh, can we cut that? that? Can that be the new intro of the show? Just <laughs> saying, I have no. nothing of value to add. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told my wife when she asked me if I thought I deserved her. I have nothing oh, of value, and I'm Whoa. just happy to be here and witness greatness. <laughs> And so, if I have something to add, believe me, I'll all hail in. jazz. All hail no, to jazz. All hail jazz. I will just. I sit back and say, you know what? I'm just. I'm just happy to be here. I am that guy. I am Matt Castle making the Pro Bowl in 2010. <laughs> just happy to be here. Which, but yeah, but yeah, just, you still you handle business far enough to win what five championship children? I mean, come on. I, I, <laughs> Hey Seth! Hey Seth! Don't answer that, okay, my okay, my my good friend Seth. I don't. I would rather you not answer that. I sense that you're attempting to protect my marriage, and I I'm am. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that advice. I'm occasionally. I mean, well, teammate. to be fair though, it's either I handled the business or something really not great for me <laughs> happened. So hopefully, I did handle my business. <laughs> Um, that was good stuff, fellas. That was, Thank you. that was, Thank you. that was, that was very good. I, I find myself somewhere in that sweet spot between astonished and aghast every yeah. time we do these. And it's that great. So exactly. I have nothing to add other than hydration is important. I drink yes. like 90 cups of water a day and it's literally the only reason I'm alive. You can cut that to like 45 with hydrant, I'm pretty sure. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 if I just, you know, took a one cup of hydrant, it'd probably be the equivalent. That's not part of the ad read. Just it's for not. What it's that worth. is I'm not. not the statements made by Kaiser are not reflective of the claims and uh, science and research of hydrant. <laughs> I'd like to just add that and and add over <laughs> and scene. Oh man. Uh, this is something that we wanted to talk about last week, Nate, and then just straight up didn't, but I wanted to come back to because I still yeah. wanted to talk about it. Are the Chiefs ever going to run a quarterback sneak again? <laughs> no. Like ever not. in the history of the team, or is it going to be Travis Kelsey running those from now on? His, his name is Jordan Tamu, and he will <laughs> run a quarterback sneak. I don't, sure. gonna do, I don't even think they're going to do a Chad Hitty. Um So, <laughs> no, they're not going to do it. Uh it's funny, yeah. Last week we got the coordinators. I had the bold uh, decision to ask Eric Bieniemy anything, um, and I just asked him, "Hey, man, um, you guys are never running a quarterback sneak, right?" I mean, that's that's what I'm getting around. And he laughed and he grinned, and it was hilarious. And he pretty much said in his interesting answer that yes, anytime uh, you think about the quarterback sneak, obviously you have to go back to Denver, and obviously we never ran that play again. And that's your answer. Um, Honestly, the Chiefs don't have to run another quarterback sneak. It's fun because you do a little research and you realize that, like, the best quarterback of all time, considered by, you know, most analysts, is Tom Brady, who is, by the way, happens to be the greatest quarterback sneaker in NFL history based on his percentage and usage rate. But, mm -hmm. yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes. They never have to do that again. This, this, I would argue that it's dumb that... There is other ways to get fourth and inches, to get fourth and one, and even fourth and two. Um, but 
I went back and looked at especially the team's um, conversion rate once Mahomes returned. And outside of that Blake Bell kerfuffle in mm-hmm. Nashville, mm-hmm. and outside yeah. of a botched snap on fourth down for the intentions of a field goal, the Chiefs basically converted every fourth down from the moment he came back out after that Tennessee game. And it sort of proves the idea that, okay, um, you have a ton of playmakers. You can spread the ball around. You have a quarterback who can either extend plays or get them on his legs. Um, and, yeah, what the 49ers realized was that we can't stop them on the option. So guess what? The Chiefs just kept running option plays on fourth mm-hmm. and ones. The Tennessee Titans were like, wow, we can't cover Travis Kelsey or run jet sweeps or cover jet sweeps. So guess what the Chiefs did? They just threw the ball to Travis Kelsey on fourth and two early in the game. So this isn't like late game decisions either. And they jet sweeped the Titans to death, particularly on short yardage and third down situations. Um, They got a number of options. I'm sure the playbook's going to expand. This also includes Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the first-round draft pick that the Chiefs have, who is a predominantly great receiver for the running back position coming into the league. Uh, So it gives them another weapon, another dual threat, if you will. So, no, the Chiefs should not run a quarterback sneak. Um, They should treat Patrick Mahomes' body um, in a way that does not involve him lunging head first with 900 pounds waiting to um get on top of him i i the tom brady note is also funny though because he's done that nine thousand times and it always works and he's never gotten hurt on it he's never um, gotten hurt but patrick mahomes did it i don't know how many times he did it before that before the injury let's just say five like and then boom catastrophe that also could have been worse uh seth do you have a particular leaning on that at all I don't really have a problem with. All right, Mahomes. well, let's go on to the. Oh, you, okay. Did you have something to say? <laughs> you know, Nate. Why does why does Josh hurt me when I show him nothing it, but love? I thought I you were saying that you didn't have anything to say, I mean, so I figured we would move on. For 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 a guy that you named after, you named a duck in his honor, and for him to treat <laughs> you with this level of disrespect is astonishing, right? Yeah, I, mean, I put the duck in a Hawaiian shirt and a gold chain. <laughs> it looked really snazzy. Oh, and then my daughter named another one Briscoe. Um, so I, I don't know. There's just a lot I mean, going uh, on here. No, yeah. I just I, I I think Mahomes should be able to run quarterback sneaks. I, I just don't picture his kneecap popping out again. That would be weird. Um, so, but then again, he didn't like do whatever it is Brady did and. Sold whatever it is Brady sold to whatever you know entity Brady sold it to to be, have, he, have allegedly sort of, allegedly allegedly yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all allegedly yep yep allegedly thank you my friend I I lost my day job for a second there so maybe he just doesn't have that same amount of luck he said while he air quoted the daylights out of it <laughs> so maybe you know so maybe he shouldn't anyway yeah. I, I need Mahomes healthy though. My life, my life is so much worse when Mahomes isn't healthy. Like it for those brutal. couple weeks, man, yeah. that was so like. It was like my wife would be like, "Hey, are you 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 gonna watch the Chiefs game?" I'd be like, <laughs> "Why? Why? We're all just gonna die in a hundred years anyway. So who cares?" You know, I was just just reading, you know, nihilist Arby's. It was just that's all I did with my time. Wow. Didn't yeah, see it coming. was it was dark out there for a while. It was not. Ah, look, I don't. 
I, I like it when Patrick Mahomes, you know, like, uh, tucks and runs. Uh, some of those moments are some of the best, some of the best moments of the highlights of last season. And if he, like, if it was just, if he just decided, hey, I'm never going to cross the line of scrimmage ever again with a ball in my hand, but yeah, cool, that's fine. Like, yeah, whatever, sure, sure thing, Pat, whatever makes you feel safe and healthy, you just do that. All right, we'll talk to you later. Hmm. Now, now Seth has nothing to say. Good. Mm. Love it. Thanks, uh, Seth. I, I'm just sitting here. Is that, I mean, <laughs> what, what are we doing? Just let, just let it sit. Let it sit. Is that, is that, is that just, that's just the end? Of, all right, show's over. No, it's not. I had one more thing I wanted to ask about. Dang it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. You can't stop me. I'm well hydrated. Um, <laughs> there uh, our our friends uh, our friend Sam Mellinger wrote uh, earlier uh, today. Mm-hmm. Now that we've just blown what day we're writing on, he wrote a little bit about what Patrick Mahomes' contract might ultimately mean and look like, and and all of that. Um, it's a it's a fun story. I didn't. A lot of people were like, "Report Chiefs and Mahomes working on contract." I was like, "Well, yeah, I mean that." I think. Hey, can I no. report that? I'm gonna report. You know what? Bleep you guys. I'm reporting that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs working on a contract. Bleep off, everybody. Yeah, I'm reporting it exclusively. Right, That's how ours. About, how about- how about I do this? How about I do this? As of training camp 2019, Chiefs yep. and, and Patrick Mahomes. This will be the last year of Patrick Mahomes' rookie deal. Like, I think you said. I think I think you said that. I think I said that. So, I think you said that before training camp. This is this is this is uh, this is all in in love and and humor. But yeah, I mean, I, clearly, but like. This goes back to my media literacy course that I need to really get that mm-hmm. curriculum back up for for <laughs> folks, even when it comes to sports journalism. Um, but yeah, no, like this the, is not the bigger, Sam's fault. This is not Sam. This I'd is like to not reiterate. Sam's fault. This like, is not Sam's fault. This is not Sam's fault. I love Sam, but yeah. Um, but, but I, yeah, the, really, the, the, go ahead. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. No, you you lay out whatever there because the thing I'm actually kind of interested in is kind of the second level of that story. So if you got something on the front ends. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the Chiefs are they're getting ready to enter a very quiet period based on what I've sort of understand the situation and what you know Sam alluded to in terms of like, hey, this this contract really needs to be hammered out because it's going to set new precedents, perhaps change the entire quarterback market. Um, You could treat Patrick Mahomes like an NBA player, which means this contract would be fully guaranteed. Like yeah. fully, and not like Kirk Cousins guaranteed, but like there's some idea that maybe it's tied to the percentage of the salary cap, which is um, really interesting. If that is the play from Chris Cabin and Lee Steinberg, Patrick Mahomes' agents, but yeah, I mean this is the Chiefs and all parties involved. Patrick Mahomes, his representation, they all want to do this in a respectful manner. They don't want things to necessarily leak out, but like. This deal's getting done, and basically, mm. it's whatever Patrick Mahomes wants. It like, I don't think there's ever been an NFL player, let alone a quarterback, in the position to be like, yeah, whatever I want. And then the Chiefs have having to be like, okay, how do we structure that into the contract? Right. Um. So the the element of that that I think is is sort of continually interesting, and I'm I'm trying to make sure I get my number on this right. I'm gonna probably end up screwing it up but it was something like i was thinking it, it might the stat was 18 now i'm seeing something that might be 13 we're saying oh no one's ever um won a super bowl with one player making more than this percentage of the cap and nate if, if either of you guys know it 
yell at me, but I, it's it's somewhere in the teens. I can't remember if it's the yeah. high teens or the low teens, but um, you know, no no one's ever won a Super Bowl with a quarterback making twenty percent of their their team salary cap or whatever. But the thing that's interesting to me is just the fact that with the with the the, the salary cap presumably was was about to explode. But now we're not sure if there will be any or many fans in the stands, and yep. we're dealing with the entire coronavirus pandemic all over the place. And the, the the fluctuation that it seems like could come around in the NFL salary cap over the next couple of years seems like it could make all of this even weirder. I, I don't think it's going to be an excuse for either side to not get a deal done, because I think guaranteed money is what players typically want and, and assurances for the long term <coughs> the Chiefs want. But it does feel like it could be weirder, even weirder than it was planning on being, if that makes sense. I am so curious what they're going to do. Is someone quietly whispering? Is there a small child talking to someone? (laughs) Jeez. I would have bet it was on... I would have bet it was on Seth's side, but it sounds like... Yep. Nope. Nate, you know secrets are lies, Nate. It seems it seems like Hayden may have made a podcast appearance. Is what I'm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what and up, if I Hayden? Was a professional, if I was a professional, I wouldn't have acknowledged that. We would have just powered forward, and no one would have heard it. But I couldn't help it. No, I I don't uh, I don't blame you one bit. Uh, with regards to the Mahomes thing, I would just say no one that I can think of has had as much leverage as Mahomes like ever. Um, because not only is he great, but he's like beloved. And this is the rare situation. I think it is at least. Because I thought this way about Eric Berry too. And that didn't turn out that way. But I think this is the one one of the few times where if it doesn't get done, people would blame the team and not the player. Yeah. And that gives him an unbelievable amount of, of bargaining power. Because no matter what he asks for, he's worth it. Now, I think there is a certain demographic of people that, you know, would be willing to chuck him under the bus still, despite everything, mm-hmm. if he asked for like $60 million. Like, even I would be like, well, Pat, I, I, you deserve it, but I don't know if that's practical or doable. I mean, I would still pay it if I were them, to be honest. Like, I, is that there an amount? Question, that he, like, what percentage could you would you give? And I was legitimately trying to think about trying to build a team with half a salary cap because the other half is going to Patrick Mahomes. Like, if he gets hurt, you are you are super mega bleeped. But I was doing that mental exercise earlier today, also. Well, because the the idea is that the market sets the value, but his market, if he had free agency tomorrow. Like everybody go, teams- everybody, everybody go, everybody, yeah, <laughs> get rid of yeah. everybody, yeah. I mean, it's how just much like, how, I how much cap the can I clear it. right now? I'll do it. I'll yeah, do it right I now. Mean, <laughs> the teams would. This goes back to the discussion we had last week about you know what you could possibly trade for him. He has an unbelievable amount of bargaining power to where it is. You, you use the NBA as an example. Um, which, just on a complete side note, I'm really excited. It looks like the NBA is trying to figure out a way to come back. I'm really excited. We're going to have like multiple sports just trying to condense as much action as possible in like a month's time. And it's going to be awesome. Just on a side note. Um, he has that level of leverage that you normally only see with like NBA players, 
right? Because they don't have a franchise tag. And fans are more apt to blame the team in that sport, where they're more apt to blame the player with football, it seems like. Although you still get people that say both. Mm-hmm. But I just – I can't remember a player that had the team over the barrel so much. And that's why – but I think he is someone who's also very cognizant of his legacy. And fair or not fair, and it's really not very fair, whether or not he chooses to exercise that power to just destroy the team in a negotiation mm-hmm. will affect that legacy. Now, should it? I don't think so. I mean, it's 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 a job. People got to remember this. This is a job. It's a job. It's work. You should get paid as much as you can to do work. That, that that's my thought on literally anything. Like mm-hmm. any job you have, sure, yeah, I'm going to ask for this. Why not? But it's the same thing here. But it does affect legacy for players. It's one of the reasons so many people drool over Brady. You know, he took pay cuts, which he didn't necessarily. But we don't need to get into that. Yeah, he just deferred. He just deferred payment later. But like yeah, he did, he 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 stretched it in ways that allow Bill Belichick to get an extra player or two per year, which is all you're asking yes. for, Mahomes. But you're hoping that the salary cap explodes to the point that that money is already going to be created regardless. And by the way. If you get the deal done now, that much set that set that money aside already because it, it's already gone. But like, yep. if you do the deal now, you have a greater chance of getting a really talented potential swing player for your championship season. And by the way, 2022, 2023, um, because you'd already have that cushion based on hopefully the salary cap projecting the way that most teams thought it would before the pandemic began. Mm-hmm. Would you guys rather have Tyron Matthew or Tyree Kill in 2021? I need to know right now. I gotta make a choice. Hill. I actually think that's really tough, though. I think it is I tough, isn't Ma- it? I think I would say Matthew. Ooh, I think okay. I oh boy, it's tough because I think the the, I, the next best receiver on the roster is definitely better than the next best safety. Unless I mean, like I guess I don't know. Maybe if you're doing Thornhill, maybe not. Uh, look, you know what? Here's what we're doing. I've cut them both. I've cut them both now, and I have eighty-seven. I have eighty-seven million dollars in twenty twenty-one that Patrick Mahomes can have if he wants it, and he still has Travis Kelsey, Mitchell Schwartz, Frank Clark, Anthony Hitchens, uh, and that's and then that's basically it. And then the guys they've drafted in the last two years. But if if it's got to be eighty, I've made the collection space, you know? of undrafted free agents. Let's it is, go. And, I'm, and this team is better than anyone else in the AFC West. <laughs> yeah, so I. I mean, um, by the way, if you're wondering, um, my son somehow got into this room and asked me. <laughs> we for weren't his wondering love. anymore. <laughs> and, 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 and asked me for his lovey before bedtime because you know the sun is setting. Um, Lord, please let him go to bed tonight at a decent time. Um, but in between that, I was thinking the idea that, like, you know, for Patrick, you can you can manage this pretty well. Um, I think the Chiefs and the agency want to see where the pandemic where the impact of the pandemic continues like it doesn't make sense right now for a deal to get done the chiefs will have to figure out what they want to do with chris jones that's a more tricky issue as we get to july 15th that deadline um it makes sense for hopefully you understand where training camp is hopefully you understand when the first game is if it is indeed september 10th but it just makes sense for this to to quietly go along i'm pretty confident a number's already not agreed upon but like we we understand the neighborhood that they're that they are um 
sort of surveying. Mm-hmm. And you hope that that deal, if you're a Chiefs fan, will get done right around the start of the regular season or right towards the end of training camp. There's like that little two-week gap before you have to make your roster cuts. But overall, the deal's got to get done now. And I think the Chiefs could do themselves two favors. Get the deal done and make concessions for the player because he's in a new situation and you are already determined to reset the market and you put more teams in similar situations moving forward without having the player that generated such a new precedent for the rest of the league. No one else is going to have Patrick Mahomes, and this will have an effect not only on Dak Prescott, if his deal if his deal gets done later, but also guys like Deshaun Watson, because, of course, they are not Patrick Mahomes. And if you get this deal done sooner than later, it affects the rest of the league, potentially to your advantage as well. We will exit on that note then. Um, you can uh, continue, of course, reading about how great Patrick Mahomes is or the latest uh, news and reporting on how great Patrick Mahomes will be in the near future uh, at theathletic.com. And also, um, right now, if you're not somehow, for some reason, subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. It, the one episode we do a week. That's for everybody, everywhere, for free. So make sure you subscribe to Times Ours if you're not already, and then tell somebody that needs a little more Chiefs talk in their life right now. Plus, theathletic.com slash Times Hours. You can get 40% off your first year of The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Time Sours, because there's no apostrophe, and that's what it says. Uh, also, follow all of us on Twitter and see who gets into a fight with someone with a... Um, bigger following this week, although Seth actually is like, I think you've what tripled up Patrick Mahomes' trainer, so dunk on him once. <laughs> By Nate Taylor, Real Lemon, Chiefs fan, JB Briscoe, and uh, you can tweet us with the hashtag TimesRs. We're overdue for a mailbag episode, so we might do one of those soon as well. You tweet all of us and use the hashtag TimesRs. All right, we did it. That's the show. Nate, save us. <sighs> really, guys, I don't have much of anything other than, you know, just be ready for the next zoom chat when i give you the next install based on whatever sponsor that is applicable to our playbook of handling said business but overall uh great job everybody stayed asleep um everybody <laughs> stay to their notes um did anybody make eye contact with me we'll be fine when it comes to football season